Yes, hello and welcome to the Punting Monologue. This is it. This is the big one. We are on the Gold Coast coming to you live from the Sunset Strip here on the Gold Coast where the bodies are a hard nine and the personalities are a soft four. I've got Benny Clifton <laughs> with me as always. Sonny Munn here. How are you holding up, mate? Are you excited about Magic Millions? Yeah, good to be here, Sonny. This is the grand final day. This is what we train for all year. They laughed when we said two training sessions a week for a podcast. <laughs> Who's laughing now? The cards come up really good. The track's going to be good. Yeah. Obviously, you're up there at the moment. The sun's shining. So, yeah, I mean, it's a shame we're not all heading to the track. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough gig doing the reconnaissance on the Goldie. Let me give you the drum. Glad you could um, jump out of the pool for a couple of minutes to uh, record this podcast <laughs> with us. Well, I won't zoom out, mate. We are FaceTiming at the moment, and uh, if you hear any splashes, it's just the adjacent bathtub. I swear I'm not still in the pool doing this, all right? If you hear any electrocuting noises, call triple O for me, would you? All right, let's get straight into it. I'm actually here, so I shouldn't really ask you what the weather is. It's bloody beautiful one day, perfect the next. It's basically been 29 degrees without a cloud in the sky, not a single drop of precipitation, and I'm tipping it's going to stay like that for Saturday, mate. How's the actual track playing up? Yeah, no, it's going to be good. I mean, the rail is at the one metre for a portion of the track, but I think we just treat it as a true true rail. It was true last meeting. It's sort of a track that can be a little bit tricky. Um, the rail can be off sometimes, particularly if the track's a little bit wet. So I think we should be all right in that um, circumstance, but I think that should be coming down the middle as well. So we'll start with a fair track and we can adjust as the day goes on, but I think it's the best starting position for us. All right, mate. Well, we've got 10 cracking races. It's a full dance card for the big dance, the big Watusi, the final Foxtrot. This is the one we've all been waiting for. Race one, over 1,200 metres, the Magic Millions Country Cup. Our favourite is Ezekiel, number five, at about 4.20. Situation Room at six. King Gutho at eight bucks. Unassailable at nine. Xanthus at 9.50. Double figures the rest. King Gutho, there's also a Hodgson in this, so clearly some Parramatta fans going to get off to a pretty bad start because they're not winning. Yeah, and you, you talk about races that we've been waiting for. This is not the race we've been waiting for. This is a, <laughs> a country cup. The highest rate is 82. They're just very ordinary horses coming from all different form lines, and I think you'd need a pretty sophisticated computer to try and work this race out, so we're not going to have a bet. In regards to the betting, Ezekiel, obviously the, the favourite, Jamie Carr, you can understand that. Best jockey in the race, probably, or one of. Yeah, but you know, I, I looked at a couple of horses and then I thought, nah, let's move on. There's nine more races to go and we can find winners in them. So uh, we'll leave this race alone. And as I, as I uh, talk about when we uh, normally leave race one alone, we just got to see how the track's playing, see where the favourite lands, see how, how it runs, and then we can uh, make an assessment of the track. So um, moving on, Sonny Munn. Like it, love it. Let's move on. Let's move on to race two, which is the ultimate dash for cash over 900 metres. Our favourite is the top weight, Getty, at 290. At six bucks, we've got Rush Hour for the Jackie Chan fans out there. Then we've got Steel City at 750, Tricketeer at 950, and then it's double figures the rest. Another big field here, mate. Are we, are we shouldering arms again? Yeah, yeah, we are, because none of these have actually raced. Gotcha. So that makes it really tricky. And, I mean, there's a few trial pervs out there who'd probably be licking their lips at a race like this, but it's just not my style. Favourite is Getty. Obviously, it trialled really well over the 900 at Rose Hill. The Snowden Camp don't normally troll their horses 
that well. They normally try them a little bit quieter out the back, so that was probably a good sign that they're trying to get this horse, uh, Cherry Ripe, ready to go first uh, First up. Of the rest, Rush Hour trialled well for Nathan Doyle. Tricketeer's probably the best of the Queenslanders in terms of trialling. It's um, won some trials nice and easily in a, in a camp, the McNolan camp, which like a bet, so just watch the market with Tricketeer. But yeah, this is too hard. Let's get into race three where we might be able to actually pick a winner. This is the longest of all of today's races, over 2,200 metres. My old Oman bet, Ashgrove, is in this one, but not really one of the favourites. The favourite at the moment is the top weight in Skylab at 5.50, then Big Boy Roy at 7, Zuman at 8, 8.50 for Deficit, and Street Dancer is 9.50. Then they start to drift ever so slightly. This is a really interesting speed map to start. 2200 meter race but there's so much speed in this race there's, there's a few gay waterhouse and adrian bot horses who all like to go forward you got zoom on going forward you got too much caviar going forward you got splendiferous up in trip going forward uh then he's also got fun fact Ugh. uh so dapper and, and even grand slam can go forward so gonna be a tempo that is not going to be for the faint-hearted. I think Skylab's really primed for this race. I thought each effort this time in has been pretty, pretty solid. Well-suited under this weight scale at um, the quality handicap. It can't get too much weight, so clearly the best horse in the race. Drawn barrier 17, but I won't be worried about that. It'll just get out the back and run on, and um, yeah, I think it's primed for a peak run this campaign. Jason Collett takes the ride, and it'll. I think it'll be too strong at the end. Of the rest in the market, big boy Roy... I know he's been targeted at this day and they can get him to peak on this day. I just don't know how well he's going, but probably the positive sign with it is that James McDonald is stuck with it. Zumon's been kept safe in the Benny, but as I mentioned, there's a lot of speed up front, so it'll have a lot of challenges for the lead, and I think it probably needs its own lead to, to really finish off the race. So I'm keen on Skylab. I think it's a really reasonable price at $5, and don't be scared off by the weight or the barrier. I think it's well-placed. Superb. You know what I'm not keen on? There's a horse in there called Fun Fact, Anyone who says fun fact. It's not normally fun, is it? Oh, you know what? Even if it is, let me decide. <laughs> Just tell me the fact. Hey, fun fact, all polar bears are left-handed. Yeah, I guess it's kind of fun, but like, it's still... Is that right? Uh, left. There's also Parry's sound in that race. I like the sound of that mainly because of, it reminds me of that supreme athlete, Craig Parry, the golfer. Oh, wasn't he a specimen? Oh, mate, had an hourglass figure with about 10 minutes left in it. <laughs> Tip and parry sound is just mastication. Let's move on to race four before I get into a lawsuit. Not sure if Craig's litigious. Right, oh, race four's over 1,200. My Oman's in this, and I've just noticed its favourite. We've got Scalopini at 310. We've got 11-11 for the 11 out there, and I believe it's drawn barrier 11, Spooky Dookie. That's at 350. Eight bucks hidden wealth. Rangers 950. Double figures the rest. Talk me, talk me through your um, Oman bet. Okay, so I've got Scalopini because I'm on the Gold Coast here, bit of a family holiday, and my niece last night had a very dodgy Scalopini and has spent all day vomiting everywhere, oh, which has been devastating. Well, you don't know the half of it. I wanted her to babysit for me. It's killing me. <laughs> and you know what else was ridiculous? Scalopini, the only reason she got it is because she got it for free because she wrote a review in real time for the restaurant before eating it. Oh. So she's written a positive review and then got food poisoning. Oh, what a disaster. Gold Coast, you're good for nothing but the magic millions. <laughs> anyway, what do we like here, mate? Well, we're actually going to back Contemptuous each way here. Ooh. I think it's pretty light on for chances, this um, this race. I think 11-11 and Scalopini, obvious chances. 11-11's won on this day the last three years. Gets J-Mac. Doesn't really perform until it gets to the Gold Coast, so you've got to sort of take it on trust a little bit. 
Scalapini, obviously mm. flying last time in. First up here, can it produce a peak? Uh, I'm not sure, but I just think contemptuous that the $23, $21 mark is really good value. That is so juicy. Oh, I'm loving what I'm hearing. It's a horse who's got a good strike rate, really good um, progressive horse. And you look at the horse that are, like direct is in the same race, around the same price. Direct should be 100 to 1. This, I think this horse is really good value, about the 20 to 1 mark. I can't see it going around that price. I think it'll be suited by the tempo. Probably just try and tuck in from that middle to wide gate, get a little bit of cover, and there's enough speed to come over the top. But I just think uh, something little e-tray on Contemptuous. I just think there's a couple of queries in regards to the horses more uh, further up in the market. 11-11 is going to be right out the back. Hidden Wealth is going a long way up in class, probably the most progressive horse in the race, but isn't getting much weight off a couple of those well-performed horses. So I'm with Contemptuous. Craig Williams takes the ride. I think it's a nice price at $21. Very juicy price. That was me last night at the pub, mate. Contemptuous. Mainly because I had to order through a QR code. I cannot stand that. I, it's, better, it's better than a small talk with the wait, waiter, isn't it? No, I like going to the bar. I like being in a round where you can sit there and go, righto, rack off, mate. It's your hook. <laughs> and also, you, you have to pre-tip. What exactly am I tipping? Yeah. It's just an assumption. Yeah. It's premeditated hopefulness at best. I tip 15% and my niece has been throwing up all day. Calm down. Let's move on before I get really riled up. Race five. We got a million bucks on offer for the winner. We got the top weighted Kiku at 420. Very even field this one. Barossa Rossa. Pretty sure he played in the midfield in Italian 90 at six bucks. Brookspire at 650. Mimi Lagarde at nines. Jamea at 950. Double figures the rest. What do we like, champion? Yeah, and probably the story of this speed map is that there's not a lot of obvious speed in the race. I think Miss Hipster from Barrier 1 will push forward. Barossa Rosa will probably push forward um, from Barrier 7. Brookspire, they've probably got a decision to make. It can, it's a little bit versatile, but I think they'll see there's no speed and, and go forward. I'm with Kiku here. I thought it was really okay. good first up. It was completely off the map. Obviously, James McDonald doesn't stick with this ride, which I think is a little bit of a concern, but I don't, I don't know why he, he chose to ride the other horse in the race, Brookspire, but I think Kiku is clearly the benchmark in this race. It's got a really, it's really well in at the weights given its handicapper rating. I think they'll Ride it a little bit warmer from barrier two, should be just in behind him and up to 1300 meters really suits. I just think that market support it had first up suggests it's come back really well and um, is really suited second up here uh, in probably its target race. So on with Kiku. Of the rest, Barossa Rosa, I think it's the weakness in the market. Currently about five fifty six bucks across the market. I think it had every possible chance last start. Isn't as well suited here. I think it'll blow out from that current quote. Brooks Buyer off 35 days, but gets J-Mac probably hold a, a spot in the market. Jamea at the $9 is probably good enough to win this, but is a low percentage play getting back in the field. And probably the same you can say for Mimi Lagarde. It's a get-back horse, you know, could win on its day. But I just think Kiku um, from that nice gate might be able to set a little bit closer as a class horse in the race. So I'm with Kiku. All right, we're putting our contemptuous cash into Kiku. Let's move on to race six now, where our favourite is the top weight again. King of Sparta, likely Leonidas at 225. Then we got shooting for gold at 650. Must have Michael Diamond on board. Hey, fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> fun fact. Michael Diamond sold his gold medals at auction. It's actually not that fun a fact because he sold them to help his family out because he was in really serious health issues. But, okay, fact, Michael Diamond sold his gold. <laughs> All right, we've got my towel, your towel, let's call the whole thing off at 8.50, Hard Empire at 12, and then that's about 
it. I think Petronius is in there. You've tipped Petronius before on this, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, two weeks ago, I think it was now. But yeah, yeah, it, looks yeah, out, yeah. it looks outclassed in this race. But the horse that is now classed, he is the class runner, is um, King of Sparta. I'm with King yep. of Sparta. I thought... First up, it was vulnerable. It was four sixty out to six dollars fifty. So the market obviously thought it would improve. They just dropped it out, just worse than midfield, and it was never ever going to lose the race. It, it ran a nice figure. Gets J Mac here. Will be peaking second up. Two dollars forty is reasonable. I'm thinking it'll be it'll push closer towards the the even money uh, price as we get closer to the race. Of the others in the market, shooting for gold. Yeah, I can understand it. It's got a similar SP profile to King of Sparta does, but I just think King of Sparta went straight past it last start. I think it's clearly got its measure. And probably the unknown factor in the race is number 14, Mao Tai. Lightly raced, got a lot of speed, but I just think there's too much pressure up front with Space Boy going forward, Holyfield going forward, Petronius going forward. And I just think it needs a really soft lead to finish off, particularly first up over, a tw- over 1,200 metres. Uh, I don't think it particularly suits this horse. So I'm with King of Sparta. I think it'll... It'll be awfully hard to beat, and uh, it'll firm up in the market as well. You sound very strong on that. My tip of the day is that Holyfield is going to be in the earmuffs. There you go. You heard it here first. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to race seven. It was low-hanging fruit, but I had to take it. The the things you pick up on, I just (laughs) never, ever think about. Yeah, it's probably for the best, mate. You'd be up all night, and you'd be none the wiser. All right. Race seven. Good-looking field. This plenty of value about. Our favourite is Empire of Japan. Perhaps Imperial Japan for the historical fans of the nation state at 550. Sovereign Fund at 7. Platinum Jubilee for the Royals out there at 850. Skirt the Law at 850. Lot of double figure stuff here. I noticed in this one as well, all the way down at 23 to 1, we've got Godfather. And I've got great memories of you backing that in at its first start the other week. You basically said, I never do this. I shouldn't do this. I'm unloading on something that I've never seen run before. Was that a flash in the pan? Is it outclassed here? Yeah. It was a flash in the pan. It, when it won uh, on its debut, the figures it ran were terrible. The, like the form hasn't held up behind it, so um, I'm avoiding that horse. Yep. Samura Litherin Law, mate. You can only play what's in front of you. I think there's some real weakness in this market. Sovereign Fund didn't run any time uh, when winning first up. It did uh, last start. It did win well visually, but there was no tempo on that right, that race. It just led led him around at Doomben, which is a leader's track. It's drawn 17 here, a lot more pressure. I, I don't want a bar of Sovereign Fund. I think it'll start double figures. The other horse I couldn't possibly back, Skirt the Law. I think it'll get found out in this race. It's another horse who's probably been v- really visually impressive to the eye, but done nothing on the clock. And I think it'll, at the 300 metre mark, it'll have a heart attack with the pressure in this race. So I'm looking for horses who've done a figure and who are really strong through the line. So I'm going to back two horses in this race. I think given the shape of the market, there's no problem backing two horses. Empire of Japan. It was a little bit disappointing first up, but probably needed the run. Leaderish track. Started $2.50 in that race. It ran home really well. The tempo didn't really suit. I think given the figure it ran on debut, it'll be able to handle the pressure of this race. It'll probably get back from that barrier 11, but that's fine. There's enough pressure. And the other horse I want to back is Empress of, of Wonder. I think this is a horse who's a real line chaser and probably unlucky not to win last, uh, first up at Eagle Farm. Really solid in the market on that occasion. You're getting double figures here. Another horse who's drawn wide. Yeah, value. Yeah, it's drawn wide, but 
I think it's one who will appreciate just tucking in behind the speed and finishing over the top. So I'm going with Empire of Japan and Empress of Wonder. I think they'll both be strong through the line. That's what I'm looking for in, in a race like this. And I think there's considerable question marks over a few who have taken up a bit of percentage in the market. Let's move on to race eight over 14.25. Just round it down to 1,400, guys. No one's doing the maths. <laughs> the three-year-old guineas. We've got it's a real pet peeve of mine. Yellow Brick is our favouritism on the road to glory. It is at 380. Russian Conquest, ooh boy, aptly titled at five bucks. Spiritualised for the music fans at 950, and it's double figures the rest. Do we fancy anything in race eight, mate? Just before we go into this race, there are reasons why they run these unusual distances. Yeah, and I don't it's doubt. It's generally it. because either the rails in a in a weird position and. It, and um, they have to have a certain amount of distance from the from the first turn, things like that. So, well, I'm a curmudgeon, mate. Speaking of rails, I need something to rail against. <laughs> so, if you keep bringing facts into this, hey, fun fact: they move the rail. I'm going to rail against you. 14:25, sort it out. There's a serious horse in this race, and it was a horse who. I wasn't okay. huge on until its last start. I thought, oh, this is a horse who's just got a you know, really nice racing pattern, sits up on the speed and, and runs home well. That last start at Toowoomba, I'm talking about Yellow Brick, it really put a figure down. It was sold in the market at $7, taking on the older horses, sat outside the lead on a really hot tempo and just powered away. It was impressive. And I just think it's gone to a new level, this campaign. 1,400 metres, proven at that. It'll push forward. I, I wouldn't even mind seeing this horse take a sit in behind it because there is a little bit of speed in the race, but I think this horse could absolutely monster him wow it really surprised me last start it just has to hold that rating and it wins this race it's it's really impressed me and i think it it might be a horse we could hear a lot more about going forward so on with yellow brick if we want to talk about a few of the others russian conquests um obviously started short in the two-year-old race last year ran home all right at gosford last start 1400 meters probably a query for me it is a get back horse low percentage play as opposed to the favorite yellow brick who's up there on the speed other horses i could entertain spiritualized i do think it'll end up being a 1400 meter leader who, who keeps going but there might be a bit too much pressure in this race hell i am gets a really good jockey change strolls taken up a bit of percentage in the market but i don't like it at 1425 meters i think it'll find it too far probably the other horse worth mentioning ladder kia it was impressive seven days ago go at the same track but i just think this uh, might be a fair bit harder so i'm with yellow brick i think it will become a really serious horse after this and it'll stand up and people will have to take notice of it yeah and just looking at the results it's had it's uh it's bloody impressive it looks a bit more like a scorecard for my latest cricket innings it's just a picket fence <laughs> good one 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 three x there you go and it's paying about 380 that's about my average too so Jeez. It's funny how your opinion on a horse can change just in an instant. You know, I thought this was a horse who was a nice three-year-old who'd, who'd become maybe an open-class horse and just go around every second week. But what it did last start just suggests to me that it's a really serious horse and uh, this might not be the last we see of it in a big race. Yeah, well, judging by some of the kids at my child's daycare, I'm not judging any three-year-olds because there are some real shockers in the bunch. Let's go to race nine, shall we? <laughs> we are looking at, it's pretty wide open, this one, and it's a big field. I'm tipping this is going to be a difficult one to tip. We've got Emerald Kingdom at six bucks. We've got Oscar Zulu, the OZ, the ounce for those who love their phonetic alphabets at 850. Vega 1 at 11. Superium at 12. Love Tap at 12. That's not going to knock anyone out. Petronius, one of your old nags at 12. This looks bloody difficult. 
Very, very difficult. And as you put it, I'm shouldering arms here. I'll just go through a couple of the chances. Vega won, obviously, the toppy. Nice horse, but he'll be out the back. Needs a lot of luck, low percentage play. Emerald Kingdom's the high percentage play. It's going to get its own lead. It's flying, but I think uh, there's not a lot of meat in the market at the, between $4.40 and $5. Holyfield, I really found, think it's found its level this time in. I don't think it's got any more improvement. Oscar Zulu's put, got the jockey change and the map. It maps really well, but uh, it has its limitations. But yeah. Um, as I mentioned at the start, this is too hard. We can sit this one out. We've got a bet in the last, and I think that'll round us out well. Okay, so with Holyfield there, they're not sure which one it's going to race in, but they've they've basically pegged both of these, and they'll make a decision, what, morning of? Yeah, you're allowed to accept it to at least two races. Yeah, generally when a horse is suited in two races, they'll enter it, see what barrier it comes up with, see how the how, how strong the field is, then they'll make a decision. But I think they've drawn wide in both races here, so <laughs> um, nice. they're going to find it hard to choose the right one. But uh, I think this would probably be the more suitable race. Okay, well, boxers love a rematch. That's where they make their cash. So maybe it was being cheeky and trying to go for two. Righto, so race 10, last chance saloon. It won't be needed today with all the cash in our back pockets from all your tips. Our favourite is Alpine Edge at 3.20. F Troop for fans of the classic US sitcom at 4.40. Indiscreetly at 6.50. Wisdom of Water at 9s. My boy, Doctor Why Not. Love that, Doctor. Yeah, you want some more opioids? Why not? At 9.50. Then it's double figures the rest. Are we having anything in the last? Yeah, we are. And I am denied between the top two in the market. It's a thin mm. race, this. It's a you know 15-horse field, but it's very thin in terms of chances. I'm going with F Troop. I thought it was a really good effort first up. Sat outside the lead, run down by King of Sparta late. It was really sold in the market on that occasion. I think from Barrier 12, there's not heaps of tempo in this race. They could shoot across on lead from Barrier 12 and um, prove hard to run down. The other horse in the market, Alpine Edge, was the other one I was sort of tossing and turning with. It was... It ran behind Yellow Brick, who I mentioned earlier, who I've got a lot of time for now. But I just thought it had every chance. It's going to get every chance again, but I just think there's a weakness there. 1,300 metres doesn't necessarily suit it. Uh, it's been sold in the market already, but uh, I'm with F Troop. I think it'll get across from Barrier 12. Will I sit outside the leader or get a soft lead and uh, prove hard to run down? I thought that first up effort was really good. Craig Williams sticks with it and... Hopefully we go out a winner with uh, F Troop. Just in regards to a couple of others, indiscreetly, I think it'll be soft in the market. It's first up, nice horse, but first up, going to be hard to produce its best. And as you, the horse you mentioned, Dr. Why Not, $10 in a field like this, it's very close in the weights to a horse like Alpine Edge. So uh, I just couldn't possibly back it. I'm with F Troop. I think it'll, uh, it'll shoot across from that wide gate and be hard to run down. All righty. I tell you what. I'm getting pretty bloody excited about this Saturday's race at the Gold Coast. It's going to be an absolute cracker, and you have got just about something in every race with heaps of value. Let me run through it. Race one and two, we are still hungover after sampling the Gold Coast nightlife, so feel free to have a snooze, have a dip down the beach, then get yourself there for race three, where the top weight is the best horse in the race. You love Skylab. That might be your best. I'm waiting to find out. Race four, we got some value. How good's that? Number four in race four, contemptuous each way. Race five, number one, Kiku. Race six, we're on the top weight again. King of Sparta, you were very strong on that. Race seven, it's either fours or ones here. Number four, Empire of Japan. We don't mind Empress of Wonder with a bit of value too, so feel free to dive into that. We go over to race eight, where you are extremely strong on yellow brick. That sounds like it might be your best as well. God, they're all good. Race nine, we are shouldering arms, counting cash, and putting a little bit on number one F Troop in the last. How does that sound, mate? I'm losing my voice. I'm getting too excited. 
Yeah, I know. When you do sort of preview these races, it does does get you going. Um, if I had to label a best one, you do. I mean, Yellow Brick. I'm strong on it, really strong. I think it's a decent price, but yeah, I do keep coming back to Skylab. I just think it it's primed to um, win this race. It just the speed map suits. I think it's had a good preparation for the distance. It's run well every time, well suited to the weights. It just ticks every box. So I can't really split Skylab and Yellow Brick as my best. I do think King of Sparta's near on a moral. I think Kicker. So I, it is worth noting that. I am sticking towards the, the pointy end of the market because I think this is a day, given the, the set weights and penalties yeah. of a lot of the races, the quality conditions, that these good horses are really well suited and the market tends to not get them short enough. So I try and stick to that pointy end of the market and that's what I've done with a lot of these, a lot of these bets that I've recommended. And you've also mentioned in the past few weeks, for those the loyal listeners who've been tuning in, you've also mentioned... A lot of these guys have been getting ready for today. This is the big one. This is the big dance, the final foxtrot, the weighty Watusi, whatever you want to call it. And they're primed for this. I've got to tell you, I wish we hadn't recorded this so early in the day because I'm getting the juices flowing and I'm ready to crack a stubby and actually start getting, getting my own research going. Mate, that was an absolute treat. For those who haven't heard the Flemington podcast, dive over and have a listen to that one. We're going to get you covered there as well. Saturday is going to be an absolute scorcher absolute scorcher so get yourself comfy keep well hydrated set yourself a limit and hopefully have a fair bit of fun guys thanks so much for your time benny that was an absolute bloody treat mate i'm going back to the pool thanks sonny enjoy the sun up there mate yes i'll do my best good luck punters